Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Morning Meeting Podcast. It is the 13th of December, a Tuesday. Good morning, Henry. How are you? Good morning, Leighton. I'm fine. How are you? I'm really good this morning, thank you. Good? Why so good? Oh, back at work. Had a nice weekend. Right. It's all going well. England are out of the World Cup. <laughs> Sorry, Leighton, I misheard you then. <laughs> Did you? Harry Kane? Kane on a plane. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's all good if you're an Aussie, isn't it? <laughs> well, you went out before us. Um, <laughs> let's let's face it, um, it just saved us the misery of having 30 minutes of extra time, going to penalties and then losing. Yep. We got it. We, we saved some time in the morning, people. So we got yeah. there and we got the right result in the end for England, usually <laughs> going out on penalties. Yeah. Saved you a bit of pain. Well, did save me a bit of pain, I have to say. All righty, then we'll get into it this morning. How was the overnight, Henry? It was a pretty good night in the US. It was a pretty good night in the US. The Dow was up 500 points and accelerated and closed, closing at its highs. Uh, of course, we do have the CPI coming out tomorrow. Well, it'll be Wednesday our time when we see the US CPI. And then, of course, on Thursday morning our time, we do get the much anticipated FOMC debate being resolved, whether it's 50 points or 75 basis points and what Jerome Powell has to say on the back of it. So last night, there was a certain amount of, I'd imagine, book squaring. Interestingly, though, I did see that the VIX index was up around 9%. So certainly some people hedging their bets taking out some protection before that uh, CPI number. So of interest there, but a good night on the Dow. I've got to say, Leighton, it's not really translating to anything particularly stunning in our mark day. We're up 0.3%. Not really yeah, we're only up, only up 22 points and we're down 32 yesterday. So yeah, it's not, not very exciting. Just bouncing around 7,200 at the moment. It'll be, the question will be, of course, CPI and then FOMC, and that will dictate where we go for the next two weeks of the year, whether Santa Claus comes or whether we see the Grinch. Yep. And they're expecting a bit of a slowdown in inflation tomorrow, so that should justify yeah. the Fed's expected move of that 50 basis points. Yeah, well, I think it's fair to say, you know, we should get a slowdown in inflation, let's face it. Used car prices are coming off in the US, and we have seen fuel prices coming off in the US as well. And, you know, with Brent crude down in, what, 74, 75, 76 kind of mm. levels, um, that does kind of take some of the pressure off of the inflationary story. So that is good and uh, I suspect we'll get 50 basis points from Jerome Powell on Thursday morning our time. Yeah, that should be good for the markets, should give them what they want. Yeah, I think it should be good for what they want. Of course, the market will then start to uh, worry in 2023 about recession and I'm sure we will get the dreaded stagflation coming back to haunt us in terms of uh, the media coverage. There will be a bit of coverage on stagflation and of course the earnings which haven't probably um, caught up to the downside on the, um, the sort of the economic outlook that we're seeing. Yeah, we'll just take a look at our market now this morning. Resources are holding us back a little bit. They were down overnight overseas and yeah, translating the same into our market. BHP and Rio both down and Fortescue's down over 3.5%. The banks are outperforming though. We had a AGM from Bendigo Bank this morning and they're up 6.9% on the back of that. So they're sort of pulling the rest of the financials along with them. The rest of the market's kind of just treading water. Tech stocks are doing okay as well, though. We've got Block up nearly 4% on the back of that nice rise from the NASDAQ last night. Anything standing out for you so far today, Henry? Uh, not really, but I guess BHP is off uh, around percent. Fortescue is off around 2%. We are seeing a bit of a topping out in the iron ore story, I have to say. I have been talking about taking some profits in uh, in BHP. When you look at the share price and you add back in the wood side that you've got and the massive amount of dividends, you know, BHP has been an absolute knockabout 
about winner this year has been the big story of the year. Apart from that, the oil price was up overnight. Uh, some issues with Keystone in the pipeline there and also Russia threatening to withdraw some of their supply. But given that we have this um, backdrop at the moment about the gas cap and no one really is certain how that's all going to work, how it's all going to affect investment profits going forward, there is a kind of a reluctance, I guess, to pile into the oil stocks. But you look at Woodside and you look at Santos. And I was looking at some uh, UBS research this morning going through some of the implications from the gas cap. And it really doesn't have a massive implication for our gas companies, most of which do tend to sell huge amounts of their production offshore. So it's not as big as you would think. Of course, Origin got walloped yeah. yesterday on the back of that uh, that gas issue. Uh, AGL not quite so walloped, but uh, Origin, of course, under takeover in theory at the moment from Brookfield at nine bucks, languishing at $7.25 this morning. And there was a theory going around yesterday when they dropped around 9% that basically that uh, this would give Brookfield an out. I suspect the FIRB probably not going to uh, allow the bid through anyway, but uh, it does give Brookfield an out, which was the worry yesterday. But uh, they have recovered a, a smidge today. But as I say, the, the energy sector under a little bit of a local cloud yeah. at the moment. We do have that Chinese reopening story, though, helping out a bit as well as that sort of gathers some steam and just continues to roll on. Yeah. So, yeah, it's um, the market's interesting at the moment, isn't it, Leighton? Let's face it, we are kind of poised. Uh, and um, the energy stocks, I think the oil price is going to improve. And I think the energy stocks are a buy around here. But um, I may be in the minority just at the moment. Yeah, I so saw you've got that. You're looking out for some exposure to the oil sector in your take. What else yeah, have you got going? there's a couple of things. I had a big tin can yesterday. This one is a fascinating little exercise here. Uh, the uh, the company's biggest shareholder put in a uh, conditional non-binding, etc. bid for the company at 80 cents. Uh, the company said no and then actually uh, did a capital raise at 60 cents, which seemed um, to have shot themselves in the foot as the stock hit 52 cents yesterday. So that was really good. I added uh, a couple of percentages to the uh, the small cap portfolio yesterday at 53 cents. Good to see them up back to 58 cents today. The other one that is interesting is Tyro, of course, which we got out of last week, having been long of that one since the low 90s, I think, and uh, had a good run in that one. But I sold last week because the Westpac bid looked as if it was going to be somewhat protracted. As it turned out, they pulled pin completely and Potentio Capital, which was uh, lobbing a 160 cent bid, uh, got knocked back by the board and said, no, we're happy to go it alone. The stock traded yesterday. That was probably an opportunity as all those ARBs got out. But today it's rallied 12%, so I'm not going to chase it here, but uh, certainly on my radar. Interestingly, just looking at some of the research, UBS is downgrading BHP and Rio uh, to a sell from neutral. So that is interesting there. Um, and I guess that, um, that sort of ties in with what I've been saying uh, in my thing about taking a little bit of a profit in some of these um, some of these stocks, which may have got ahead of themselves on the Chinese reopening. One thing that is interesting is that uh, with the Chinese reopening at the moment, it's all very well to say you can go outside and you can enjoy freedoms and, and do what you normally do. But for three years, the poor old Chinese have been locked in and told that if they venture so much as a footstep outside their door, they will instantly die of bubonic plague. And um, it's harder to get them back doing what they do normally than it was, I suspect, in the West. There is a growing, there's a far bigger suspicion there. And also they're not as vaccinated. And they, this pivot has come really, really quickly from the Chinese authorities. So I think we may have got a little bit ahead of ourselves in terms of uh, that whole Chinese reopening trade. But we shall see, Leighton. We'll see. Yeah, I saw a headline out this morning that a lot of fever clinics in China 
Carolina are struggling with COVID surges and stuff now that everyone's let out to roam around a bit. Yeah, you know what? I was uh, I was absolutely gobsmacked yesterday. I heard on the radio, I don't know how true this is because you can't believe everything you hear on the ABC, um, is that 15,000 people have died this year from COVID. That seems a lot of that people. Was, yeah, a lot. That's, apparently it's three times as many as 2021. Really? Yeah. I looked Wait, at the 15, numbers. 15,000 people in Australia. Is that... Yeah, not worldwide. Yeah, far out. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I just looked at the flu figures because when I said that to my wife, she was a bit gobsmacked as well. So she said, oh, but that probably died of flu anyway. And I said, I looked at the flu figures from 2019 uh, as that was sort of year before COVID. I think it was about 850-odd people died from the flu. So it's 15 a lot, times. isn't it? Yeah, and it's sort it's of just lot. swept under the rug at the moment as well. It's no well, spotlight you know, on it. If, if 15,000 people have died on the roads this year, uh, they put yeah. in a 30-kilometre-an-hour 30, 30 speed limit everywhere. Yeah. I'm just going to get a quick update from Marcus now. He's heading off to Livewire shortly. Yes, quick cameo from me. I'm off to the city to do a Livewire video or three. I have in my section today just the obvious comment that really the few days ahead of the US CPI and the central bank barrage, we've got FOMC, ECB and the Bank of England all coming up on Thursday. Ahead of that, it doesn't really matter what our market's doing because those will dictate our next direction if there is one at all. And we have the UK CPI number tomorrow, not that we worry too much about that. And the US CPI on Wednesday, we do worry about that. My guess is that the CPI number will continue this trend of peaking inflation in the US. My guess is that Powell will continue the message from his recent speech, which is that the Fed are softening. And I, uh, my only fear is that we are going to rotate from interest rate and inflation fear into a new recession obsession, where if we see numbers like low CPI numbers, if we saw a really low CPI number, people would immediately start to interpret that as, wow, everything's slowing down far faster than expected and start talking about the central banks being behind the curve already. I know Henry disagrees with that, but we'll see what happens this week. Uh, but there is just a chance that we're rotating from interest rate fear to recession obsession. We will see. Other than that, I have started a new Twitter page, which is at Marcus Padley, uh, where I am uh, doing Elon Musk a favor. And I'm going to be building a library of stock market wisdom, which doesn't rely on fleeting topical comments, but relies on 40 years of stockbroking truth about the stock market. I'll be putting one thing up there per day. We used to do a running group where we did one press up per day, which was fine until we'd done 250 days and it was getting a bit hard doing press ups <laughs> after that. So we'll see how I go with one a day, uh, but it will build. So uh, please follow me at Marcus Hadley. And that's different from the at Marcus Today uh, website. Otherwise, you'll see in my section as well today, the reason England lost the World Cup. <laughs> and if you haven't seen it, you just have to watch that video if you've got any interest in soccer and rugby. And uh, that's me. I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm not sure you should say we lost the World Cup because we would never have got through to the final <laughs> anyway. And if we yeah, had, we'd have lost on penalties. I, I'm living the dream, Henry. <laughs> four years. Another four years for us. <laughs> Thank you, Marcus. Much else going on for you today, Henry? Have you got any media appearances or anything coming up? You're in the studio in Osbiz tomorrow, are you? Um, I'm not going to go to the studio because I'm um, being a wimp as far as uh, spicy <laughs> cough goes, but also I've got to do a podcast with Gemma Dale from NAB, but I'm doing the call tomorrow and call on Friday as well. So you'll get double bubble me on Osbiz if you really want double bubble of me nice. on Osbiz. Always very entertaining on the call as well. Well, it's not. <laughs> you know, at, the end, at the beginning of the program, we do say it's general advice only. You shouldn't have contact around financial 
supervisor and that's you know it's tv it's supposed to be entertaining isn't it like yeah, as well as yeah. informative <laughs> and and ask the analyst coming up on friday is there uh, yeah that? i've got a, an, a i don't know how we're going for numbers but i've got a final christmas ask the analyst and i'll be running through five stocks put in your stocking for 2023 and i promise none of them will be lithium stocks last year <laughs> i did an advent calendar thing for osbiz with my stock of the year for the stocking was bhp which has turned out to be a bit of a, a, a huge win for people that uh, did load up on bhp so uh, i've got to dream up five stock between now and uh, friday that i'd like for 2023 pretty outstanding that bhp trade i remember i looked at it the other day when you mentioned it and it was up something like 25 percent and plus all your dividends and your woodside and everything so it was just an yeah. excellent win yeah. that one and not only that it's not exactly as if iron ore has been stonkingly good it's not exactly as if copper's been stonkingly good you know it's, it's not been an environment really that you think would um would get bhp rocking and rolling but uh, it has so yeah yeah well that probably finishes us up we've got the technical section in again this morning so make sure you check that one out as we leave now we're up 34 so we've bounced a little bit just as we've been speaking but it's been yeah. pretty quiet yeah. on the announcement front though there's not a whole lot going on no there's not a whole lot going on i guess the biggest news of the day apart from bendigo csl is uh, swapping leadership yep. paul perrot is stepping down as ceo and we've also seen in crypto land sbf sam bankman fried has been arrested in the bahamas <laughs> in the bahamas what a, what a shame oh taken off the beach yeah ruined his holiday yeah ruined a lot of people's holidays that guy yeah shocking yeah all right that probably wraps us up then henry thanks for that no problem thanks Layton. All right, so you have a good day. And you. Talk to you later on. Thank you.